Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then you wrote, you said, Ross trusts for less. I'm already here. You don't have to turn the knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that joke? There you go. That's the full name. Ross dress for less. Okay, they could have just called it Ross. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, no, people need to know. <laughs> people need to know what type of people shop here. I'm like, I'm already here. You don't have to turn the knife. <laughs> Guys, what's up? Welcome back to the All Good Things Podcast. Our guest today is hilarious. He is one of my favorite stand-ups. Probably seen on Instagram. His special hat trick is on YouTube. He's just literally, you are one of the funniest f***ing people. Fahim Anwar is here. Uh, I swore in the first. Hey, that's all right. I can't, I can't swear in the well, first I like minute. that I just generate. Oh, because of the monetization stuff? Yeah, just in the first right, minute. Right, right, I'll yeah, be yeah. swearing a lot. And you can too. Okay. Just in the I'll first minute. minute. He is one of the funniest people out there today. I, I just love him. I love everything about him. I love the way his mind works. I love your sketches. And I love your stand-up. Thanks, Dave. Um, So thank you for being here. Of course. Um, this is the best intro I've ever gotten on any podcast. Really? Like, I feel we should end it because it's not going to top. <laughs> like my ego, I came here to get what I needed to get. We could just leave. You're out there every day. Yeah. You, 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 how, how often do you perform at the comedy store? Maybe like four or five nights a week. That's a lot. And that's my baseline. And then I'll bounce around and do like the improv or the factory. But the store is my home. Okay. So you grew up in Washington? Yeah. Seattle. Like the burbs, not Seattle proper, but the burbs. What kind of kid were you? Pretty good kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, dare probably, I was the target demo for dare. Like I'm writing down all the things like, okay, cold shoulder. Yeah. I'll use that. If I get asked for drugs, broken record. Okay. Hey guys, <laughs> like all those techniques, yeah, yeah, it really yeah, yeah. got me out of a pinch. Yeah. The thing is I was never cool enough to be offered drugs. Yeah. So I had all this Kung Fu judo drug knowledge yeah. that I never had to use. Right. Like my personality was enough. No one was ever like hit this. <laughs> right. I kind of wish. Right. And what about high school? How was that like? Uh, that was good. Did you have friends? Yeah, yeah, I had friends and everything. Oh, good, and good, good. Was there anybody in your uh, class that like made it as an actor? Al Pacino. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny just to have it in the hopper. Like I couldn't wait to say Al Pacino graduated from my acting school. So that gives you a taste of my prowess. <laughs> I wouldn't think you guys are the same age. You know what's funny is like you get told who you look like, kind of, and then as you get older, the celebrities change. And that's how you know you're getting older. It's kind of yeah. weird, you know? Yeah. Like when I was young, I would get Zach Braff a lot. Yep. And then sometimes Seinfeld because I do stand up. I would always be really annoying because we're very different comedically. Mm -hmm. But then some people would be like, you're like Seinfeld. Mm. <laughs> Just because visually 
Yeah. I'm holding a mic and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I got Ray Romano at a certain stage. And then I've gotten Al Pacino a few times now. You have. And so as the celebrities are changing, I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, getting yeah. closer to dying. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder if there is a big person who came out of there besides me. <laughs> I'm just going to send them a huge poster signed. Be like, keep reaching for the stars, kids. You haven't gone back to your high school? I have. Have, uh, have you spoken or anything? Or I mean, you've not, made not, it. You've made it. I guess. Do you feel? Do you feel as if I don't have that personality? Though. Are you? Does it annoy you when people go, "Fahim, you're so funny. How come you're not huge?" <laughs> does that annoy you? No, because it's almost uh, because every single person. I remember I met Bobby Lee. I don't know. I met him like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and he was and I, and I hung out with him for a day, and it was really cool because I thought I, and I still think he's great. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool. He was and one I, of the first guys to take me on the road. I love Bobby. He's Bobby like a Lee. Ten to years me. ago, I, I'm walking around L.A. and he goes, "My opener is Fahim Anwar, and he's funnier than me, and he's he's killing it with this this mother." And he was saying it in like a fun way. This is fun for me to hear because yeah, like, he was like, this uh, motherfucker, he's funnier than me, man. He's showing me up at my own shows because he's so on it. And this was this was I don't know, it was like ten years ago, maybe it was seven, eight uh-huh, years ago. Yeah. And then and and that's when I um that's when I started following you. I was like, oh, I see who this guy is. Oh, wow. And then I really got into like your you know your 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 videos. Yeah, like yeah. not the stand. I love the stand up too, but like that those are the things that I would see like you dancing. Yeah. And, like that and your sketches and um you know it's yeah. funny you know i mentioned san antonio that was the last time bobby took me on the road with him yeah so we were doing lol comedy club in san antonio yeah it's like this big where it's too big for its own good it's like an airplane hangar it's just so huge and so i did the weekend with him i guess i was doing really well that weekend but he tells the story sometimes he'll bring me up in the comedy store because it's tag team you know yeah. there's no mc comics you do your set and then you bring up the next comic yeah so sometimes i go on after bobby and then he'll he'll tell this story sometimes he's like i used to take this guy on the road with me and uh we were doing san antonio we we're doing lol i was sit, i was standing in the back of the room while he was just destroying and <laughs> some guy who works there just leans over to me and goes how are you gonna follow this <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah and that's when he that's when he stopped taking me on the road but it's a rite of passage you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you headline. Now I headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now and I worry about some other guy leaning over to me saying, like, how the f*** are you going to follow this? Have you ever had to follow somebody that was, like, insane? <sighs> I mean, at the comedy store, yes. Uh, like who? Not, oh, let's see. Joey Diaz is a hard follow. Rick Ingram is a hard follow. Rogan is a hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just some people, uh, some people, are, like, Theo's a hard follow. Um, there's just certain guys. And also, it's, like, energy dependent as well. Like if you're kind of low key, you you be funny in different ways. But if you're a Tasmanian devil, yeah, it's hard to reset the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you talk a little more grounded, and they're just like, you well, are very grounded on stage. Yeah, I, I mean, can get crazy. <clears throat> no, but, you get crazy, yeah. but your 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 delivery is. It, you feel like you're talking to you. You feel like you're having a conversation with you, which is great. Thanks. But that must be tough to follow. But tough to reset the room. Yeah, you know, and there's like lessons you learn at the comedy store, these performance lessons and stuff. And then also when you're trying to figure out what you are as a performer, like what what makes you you, I think of, you just get these big epiphanies every couple years yeah. just doing something for long enough. Like I've been doing stand-up 20 years now yeah. and I'm still learning. Like I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. But a big one for me is realizing like, oh, my my material and the way I think, like 
that is the superpower. And I don't have to put a ton of sauce on it because the, I, I've done the work with the writing. Yeah. You know, so I don't have to like trick. I don't have to add some extra sauce to it because the, I, the idea is novel enough. Yeah. And also I've been doing it a lot. I know what speed, I know what colors look good on me. So if I'm grounded and just delivering the idea, mm-hmm. like Sebastian's good at this too. Sebastian comes out. And he's like a ship moving at his own speed. Mm-hmm. No matter who went on before him or after, it's like hop on the Sebastian train or not. Right, right, right. Not that he isn't present or whatever, but no. it's kind of like every 15 minutes, this is your show. Yeah. So I think when you're younger, you're just kind of like, <laughs> like you need something from the audience. Have you ever followed him? Sebastian? Yeah. 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 What's that like? It's cool. Yeah. yeah like I'm yeah. at a point he's now the, where- it's just very novel that like it's grand central station, that comedy club. Uh-huh. Cause we're all performing on the weekend, just picking up money, right. To like perform and obviously see fans and stuff. But like in the middle of the week, we're working on our stuff. So, you know, I'll bring Sebastian up and like Mark Marin will bring me up. And yeah. so, but we're just like shaking hands and it's like the star Wars bar or something, the cantina. It's very cool. Like <laughs> yeah. I've brought Chris rock up. Yeah. 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 He's seen me in the back. Like it's cause you know, I grew up watching. These are just mythical, magical people in a box uh-huh. and now they're coworkers. Uh-huh. And that's like, yeah. And so you decided to put your stand-up special out on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And what was that? Did you, did you try to sell it to Netflix? Did you try? I didn't even try. Oh, you didn't? No. And this isn't me like just getting rejected everywhere and then pretending it was a power move. Like, <laughs> like if you look at my emails, I'm like, I think it's really good. I think it'd be really good on the platform. I think, you know, I checked the demos. I really didn't send it out to anybody. You did it. Even when I was filming it and stuff and I just knew it was destined for YouTube. Yeah. Which, I, cause. Well, it's three, it's three, uh, it's a great premise. It's, you shot. Uh, all three rooms yes. at the comedy store. So the comedy store has three showrooms. There's the original room, which is my personal favorite. It's the medium-sized room. And then there's the main room, which is like the big room, yeah. like Vegas, big stage. And then there's the belly room, which is small and intimate, uh-huh. maybe 80 seats in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I do sets in all of them and it follows me through the comedy store, like a regular night of operation. Uh-huh. There's no lipstick on it. Yeah. It's not smoked out. There's no lasers. Because a lot of specials, I think, have got gotten overly glossed. Uh-huh. And I think audiences have just seen so many hyper-produced specials uh-huh. that it kind of feels artificial to a certain point. Because you could put your mailman on a stage like that, get a paid audience, smoke it out. Yeah. And it kind of looks like someone who's been doing it for, you know what I mean? Yeah. There have been some wonky specials. Yeah. So I feel like. Look, uh, lean into kind of what my strength is. Like, I don't need all that production value. Like, if you've been doing it a long time, you can look at a comic on stage. It's almost like cutting a tree open and just seeing how many rings. It's hard for a two-year comic to act like they are a 20-year comic on stage. Uh It's just like, it's hard to fake the funk, you know? Uh So all I had to do is kind of just capture it. Just, I didn't have to overthink it or overproduce it. And Quentin Tarantino was there the night that he, was bonkers. The night you filmed just randomly. Because in the special, there's some cool shots of you talking to Quentin Tarantino with like Annie Lederman or something yeah, like yeah. that. And what was that like? He's a, he's a stand-up fan. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So Does he go there a lot? Uh, he's streaky. Like he hadn't for a long time, but he used to come when he was, 
he was telling us in his twenties and stuff, like he would see Kinnison yep. closing out the main room. He just has a deep knowledge of stand up and comedy and he, yeah, he's a real fan. So I just finished doing the original room <laughs> and you're taking and then I'm rounding the corner and then Tarantino's there with a drink and he's, he saw my set, you know, so he was like, I want to talk. You could hear it in the, in the special. He goes, I want to talk to the cool guy. <laughs> yeah. To yeah, you. Yeah. And then we're talking. <laughs> it was the coolest shit ever. Cause in my mind, I was already happy with what we captured at the comedy store. I go, okay, this is great. All right. And then Tarantino for fucking reason. I go, okay, this has been blessed. This it was is meant awesome. to be. Yeah. I'm playing with house money at this point. Right. So that was just really cool. I want to go over to some of the things that made me laugh in the special. Oh, nice. These are just, these are things that I wrote down that I just thought were so f***ing funny. But part of the reason I did YouTube is because uh, I wanted, I want, I valued accessibility over everything else. Like, right. cause like you said, I'm the guy no one really knows about Bob, like this is 10 years ago. And it's, that's a long time to be under the radar and stuff. So, <laughs> but you're only 38, right? Yeah. Come on. But like, that's a little older. That not for a up. I guess so. Right? Like, it, it could all... I'm not, like, have, panicking or whatever, but I'm just sort of, like... <laughs> I just have... You see me have a meltdown? An existential crisis? <laughs> I'm only 38. You ever do that? Like, I, I tried this as a bit one time where sometimes you forget how old you are just because you don't say your age a lot. Right. Unless you're... If you're 12, you're like, I'm this many. You say it, like, once every two weeks. Yeah. But when you get older, you don't really nope. say your age that much. No, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. I try to. I try to forget my age all kind the time. Of, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna be 50 this year. You don't look it, man. You look great. Yeah. Thanks, man. So I'm driving, and I'm calling. I'm trying to get a cheaper gym membership. So, okay. you know, I've heard people work at YMCA. I'm living at K Town at the time, I think. So, I call up the YMCA, and I'm just like inquiring about. I go, yeah, gym membership, and like, how much is it? And she's like, oh, okay. And like, how old are you? And I go, I think I might have been like 37 at the time. I go. 37 and I just heard it ricochet around my car <laughs> and it like came back into my ear holes. Just it's like, I heard it from a different perspective before and she's telling me about the gym and everything, but I can't process information anymore. Cause like I'm not in this dimension Yeah, and so I'm just like still driving Yeah, and I'm just like, like I forgot my twenties. Like yeah. I forgot a whole decade of my life, you know? Yeah. So I'm recounting. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And then there's lockers. Okay, and like a towel, you get a towel. Okay, you've been very helpful. I've totally been there yeah. at the age of 37. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you go, uh, you're just so old, you're like, all right, I'm still here. Yeah, what can but, you do? But yeah, that's that's a big existential thing. Like your late 30s, I felt like the same way, like, I'm not, I'm not my twenties anymore. Like, what am I doing? I'm really getting up there. Sure. But, but it, there is, there's pros with it as well. You know, like it's what? not all, I think I was a lot more anxious in my twenties. Like where I am now, just com comedically, just artistically, I'm a made man. You like the way you say, like, okay, people say you should be bigger and all that stuff. Like it's nice to hear and all that. I say that because the, the people who are huge, mm -hmm. they all, love you so much. Yeah. I mean, that's how I know about you. Thanks, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like uh, you're so well-respected and like that, I don't know. No, that's, that means a lot to me. Yeah. That almost means more to it me does. than like being on a huge show or whatever. I honestly love the validation of my peers. Like, yeah. Cause I, I love that. Shit. I love, I really love stand up. I love the craft. I love everyone who does stand up. So to have 
like no enemies really in stand up. I mean, maybe I do, but like I have right. more fans than not from like guys like Bobby or Bill Burr. So that means a yeah. lot to me because yeah. I really love stand up. So just to know that I'm there in that place artistically and then also just financially, I'm fine. Cause I, I worked at Boeing for a while. I was a aerospace engineer. Really? Yeah. So leaving that, and then my parents never wanted me to do stand up to begin with. They didn't? Yeah, it's like I was doing heroin. <laughs> I'm like going to do an open mic, and I'm like, you don't understand me. I'm still getting good grades in engineering school. Leave me alone. What did they say? I have jokes I have to tell. <laughs> what did they God say? God put me on this earth. What did they say when you said, I want to be a stand up? Uh, they were just very concerned. Your parents are, are, are Afghani? Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they from Afghani. Afghanistan or they born here? They're from Afghanistan. They're from Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're legit. They are. Like if you put a knife into a bag and then you're like, that's Afghan. <laughs> that's, that's pure. That's pure uncut that's Afghan. That's their biggest export. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Opium, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, is it good? Is it that good over there? I don't know. I should find, I don't know. I, probably <laughs> if they're burning the fields, <laughs> if, if the government's like, yo, this too. Right. We got to burn this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever been there? No. No. Do you yeah. want to go? I would like to at some point because yes, it's just it's fascinating fun. to me to see a place that I would be. My, my fiance is Lebanese. Okay. And she was born there and I'm so excited to go. Oh, I heard it's great. Because she just said it's just like so insane. So Don't they fun. call it like the Paris of something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so excited. Cool. Okay, okay. So, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just had a sorry, lot of I was thinking about my fiance. Uh, no. And then, um. <laughs> There's, there's like a, a lot of unknown things yeah. that kind of make you angsty in your 20s. Like, will I be financially secure? Right. Will I have enough of my roots into this art form where it's a career and not just maybe a, a hobby or, mm -hmm. you know, I had these desires or I, I aimed for the bullseye or some are close to it, but you don't know. Yeah. I think that's just a lot that just comes with being in your 20s as part of it. Yeah. Because you don't know. And what did they say when you wanted to do stand up? Uh, they were cool. They were always cool with me doing the arts type stuff when it was attached to school. Like it was some side thing. Like drama was fine. Right. Dancing at an assembly, dancing with Michael Jackson is fine. But then once it became known that like, uh, I, oh, okay, here's what happened. Here's when they started to tweak like, okay, we're worried is when I graduated high school. So yeah. I'm 18. And then that summer, I just kept driving to the comedy underground in Seattle yeah, and then giggles as well, the comedy club. So I just kept on going a lot. Then they were kind of concerned to perform or watch Yeah, to perform. Different the first ones. time was to watch. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just kept driving to these comedy clubs and getting up and then school started and I kept on doing both. So once yeah. they knew that I kind of wanted to do this, yeah, I would come home from the comedy club. This is back when you could smoke in the comedy club. Uh -huh. I would smell like smoke. My hair would smell like smoke. I would take a shower the next day. It would just smell like a comedy club. You try to hide it. Well, I, w I, I, I couldn't tell. I wouldn't try to hide it. Just I didn't know I smelled like smoke. Right. My mom would be in her pajamas because she couldn't go to bed until I came home. She's very overprotective, you know? Yeah. So she's yeah. in her like nightgown and then she'd be sitting in the office chair, you know, and then I finally come home. She'd be like, your father's worried about you. And my dad could never talk to me directly about it. I would always, like my mom was a conduit between, so everything my dad wanted to say, my mom would say for him. Right. Unless it was like the three months he would blow up and be like, what is this comedy bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> like we love each other. It's all like. Sure, sure. It, and also. Yeah, it's tough with it. It's tough with the male. I get it. It's okay. Age. Yeah. 
They're the worst. That that generation is the worst. And then it's also, you know, South Asian. It's a different, it's not a, let's talk, Tyler. Uh, what I feel, it's, that comedy's bullshit. <laughs> and I get it for what it is. I know it's rooted in love. So, sure. I'm, so I'm not like, that hurt me. You need to apologize, Dan. <laughs> when I was 18 and you said comedy's bullshit, I carry that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. my dad would understand that shit. Yes. I forgive him. Of you know? course. Yeah, of yeah. Course. So they, they weren't into it. And then, uh, yeah, so it was, it was like I was doing drugs or something. Be like, I guess my mom would be like, is comedy worth throwing your life away? <laughs> <laughs> what do they say now? They're cool now. My dad just recently kind of came around because I had this writing job over the pandemic. And what would you write on? United States of Al on what CBS. Who is that? Who is this? It was this Chuck Lorre show. Uh, Chuck Lorre's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Big Bang Theory. Big, Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Uh, he's so many shows. Sure. Uh, Kaminsky Method. Who is the star? Adir. Adir Khan. Uh-huh. Uh, from, I think, Rules of Engagement. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then who else? Hank from Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. Uh, and was it, did you like, did you like writing or no? It was I, cool. <clears throat> I had a writing job once. I hated it. I didn't mind it. And also- it was during a pandemic, so there was nothing going on. Were you at your house? I, it was Zoom for the first few, the first season. Oh, and well, that's then, why you liked it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else, <laughs> no, and to, it was Zoom. You had to be in the room for 18 hours. But that's I, different, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, so second season, it was kind of like that. But it was fine. I was able to juggle both. I would do writing, and then I would, I would do stand-up at night. But that's a, lot of, that's a lot of energy. I was burning the candle. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. I laid down some track as a writer yeah. if I want to sell something. Yeah, it, that's true. It's, it, yeah, people are more willing. I have the pedigree now. Like, yes. oh, he was a writer for a Chuck Lorre show. That's a big thing in television too, is like, if you want to sell a show, they want to know that you have some experienced writing or else, yes, yes. or else if you go in with the Fahim Amar show, they'll give you a writer. Right, right, right. right they'll right. make sure that there's somebody there that's done yes. it before. So that's good that you have Yeah, that. this town is all about shorthands. So just the fact that I have my name on some scripts yep. already puts me, it puts me you know, it elevates me than as opposed to me just being, Hey, I'm a funny stand up. Yeah. You know, like that may be true, but they like this whole town's about mitigating risk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, well, he had his name on a script, so you can't fire me. Like it should have worked. Yeah. 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 I heard that. There, I heard a great story like that the other day. It was like, uh, I think it was Tarantino. He was on Tom Segura's podcast and he was saying, um, Quentin Tarantino was trying to sell a movie and they were, they were like, they really, they really wanted like, Brad Pitt instead of Harvey Cattell or something like that. And, and he was like, do you, Quentin Tarantino says, do, do you really think that this is going to bring you money at the box office? It's a small part or whatever. And he said, no, he said, it's just, if it blows up in my face, I can say I had Brad Pitt. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like, I that, don't think that, it'll bring us any money. That's a microcosm for the whole way this town yeah. runs, which is, you know, uh, if you're running a business, people like to feel safe and I get it, but that's almost like, I think kind of why I'm in the position that I am and why I went to YouTube because on paper, I don't really make sense. Like I'm, right. my name's Fahim Anwar. I'm Afghan American. Who yeah. the fuck is my demo? Yeah. Other, other than just like, but there's, there's, there's big, uh, there's big comics that, uh, there's like two, there's Aziz Russell and Kumail and Kumail. Yeah. Well, what's Russell Peters? Oh, Russell. But again, Russell was a guy that took someone leaking his set. And then it kind of taking off on the internet. Oh, what happened? Someone uh, just he had some taping from Canada, like kind of a special taping. And then it got pirated a bunch. And uh, that's how it just, everyone was sending it to everyone. And then uh, he was mad at first. 
but that's kind of what he was because you know in the infancy of piracy you're like hey fucker no but that that right, really back blew then, him up I could see that yeah that's yeah. crazy oh wait a minute uh, please i would love for people to pirate my <laughs> right i'm pirating it myself that's why i'm putting it on youtube i'm like please yeah yeah um okay let me go over some of the things that i i just loved god damn you guys should watch a special. It's so good. Yeah, it's on my YouTube. Okay, Middle Check Eastern meth out. addict. Okay. Wait, what is it? <laughs> oh, the meth addict? You said that? Oh, with the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Afghani meth addict. It goes like white people are too honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, like white families are too honest. Because like Middle Eastern South Asian, they like to keep up appearances. Right. No matter how fucked up things are going, they like conceal it. They'll... Like white families are too honest. They'll be like, Travis is addicted to meth. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, I'm just checking the mail. But, you know, that sounds terrible, Cheryl. I'm sorry. And I go, Middle Eastern family would never do that. They would spin it. They'd be like, Abdul cleans the house constantly. <laughs> like, oh, where'd your TV go? Abdul started his own business. Already he sell our TV for us. He sell our microwave. He's top salesman. Taliban with hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Because that happened. You know, the Taliban took back over. Right. They were doing a press conference. Yeah. And it was kind of on during COVID. So they had all these microphones and shit, and there's hand sanitizer on the table. <laughs> and for as ominous as the Taliban are, and you hear these horror stories, just them still being COVID safe is very funny to me. It takes the wind out of the sails. Um, you said you... Oh. <laughs> You said you were saving money in the pandemic because you didn't have to go out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. Because all the dates were like, I guess you could, I guess you could come to my place. I guess we can get like a bottle of wine. Like we can hang out and just watch Hulu. Because before you have to go to a sushi place. And like, I want to yeah. go dancing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And just like a tabulate by the end of the night. It's like $1,000. How, how often do you write? Uh, I'm good at just sort of living life and getting an idea and then jotting it down as I live life, just ch capturing enough words for the idea. So I don't sit down and like, you don't. Yeah. What? But I mean, I am, but I'm on the go. So if something happens when I'm walking to my car after this, I'll just take my phone out and I'll jot down. All right. But I'm not, I'm not like, oh, that's so funny because I've never seen somebody with so many premises and so many jokes. Oh. Like you have so many. I'm right. I'm writing, you know, but short form, kind of like a stenographer. So uh -huh. enough so words to capture. What would the you idea. write if, if you thought of, I'll try to give you an example. If you thought of Middle Eastern, uh, if you thought if it, if they keep up appearances, did you just write down, they keep up appearances? Yeah. Is that all you write? Uh, keep up appearances. And then as I'm marinating on the idea, maybe I'll think about the word of your TV go and like, right. You know, just, Yeah. You don't write that on stage. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's, I'll have the kernel of the idea. Cause I have this other series on my YouTube that I started doing that people seem to really like. I didn't think they like it that much, but it's just me working on material. So it's called Fahim works on stuff. Yeah. And I put it out every week and it's like a seven minute video of just me going up there with like what you say, these premises kernels, and you'll hear the written part. And then when the crowd's laughing, it's kind of like playtime now. Yeah. You're playing with house money. It's like getting the star in Mario Kart. Right. So anything I say, and it, it sparks my imagination. And then I'll say more things while they're laughing. Right, and then right, it right. might be funnier. And those organic, spontaneous things eventually go into the bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Some, some of it's written and then some of it is kind of uh, improv from I, what I, happens. I saw it. I saw it. A set that you did on YouTube. 
and it was only shot with one camera mm-hmm. and it was so fucking funny and but it was shot on the shittiest camera yeah. it was a set at the improv maybe it was called b-sides oh yeah 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 yeah. okay and like did you think that that was one of your best what what do you mean like just one of your best sets ever i thought it was i was dying Thanks, man you know what it was it was I was doing uh, the Irvine Improv and they have, yeah, they don't have the best camera rig. It should have been better quality. So, but you know, I got the, it didn't matter. Yeah. And on YouTube that works when something is low quality. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Cause if it's funny, it's funny in some ways. And sometimes you're like, Oh wow, I'm getting to see something. This is true. And the audio is good enough. And the audio was good. Stand up. Audio is key. Yeah. Video. People will be pretty forgiving with video, with video. Yeah. uh, If the audio is pretty good. So the audio was good. And I think that was kind of in that moment. This is pre-COVID. I had this hour that like my next, my first one was for CISO back in the day. It's on YouTube now. Comedy Central like licensed it. So it's on their YouTube. But I was due to do another special. I was ready to do one. And so I was doing the traditional route. I would go to HBO. I'd go to these places. And I had this, like some of the stuff that you heard on that B-sides. Yeah. They're just kind of like, I don't know. When they don't see it, they don't see it. And like- that's that's just what it is. So, and then I got tired of some of those jokes. So then my hour had evolved. Yeah, because it, it had been two, three years or something, and I got bored of those jokes. So, so like I just wanted a home for them. So I I put them on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why it's that B sides is kind of like the first half of my hour I would have done four years ago or five years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I like a lot of those jokes, yeah, but I just stopped doing them. Really good. And nice. you, so you, you get tired of them. I get bored. That that may be one of my biggest, it was probably like my biggest downfall early on, which is now turned into my greatest strength. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you get tired? Uh, do you, I used to do stand up and I would not be able to go to bed. Oh, because you're just like, yeah. Well, that's why there was always that diner session afterwards. Uh, you do a show and then all your buddies, you meet at a diner. You do that? Not anymore. I uh, think there's a there's an era for that. Uh, when you're a younger comic in your 20s, yeah. the diner is such a big part of the comedian lifestyle. Uh-huh. Everyone, it's, everyone just kind of decompresses, keeps up with each other at the diner. We would go to swingers afterwards or like Mel's, Dupar's. Uh-huh. By the by the grove. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But then everyone gets older, you know, they get married and shit and like, yeah. There's less diner sessions now. Um, okay. This was so funny. Uh a girl that you is just friends on, on a dating app. I, I matched with the girl and you say, Can you can you take me to LA? Just here for friends. <laughs> and I'm like, why? That's like me going on LinkedIn and Oh f how'd it go? Oh yeah, it's like me trying to go on LinkedIn to LinkedIn to f <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, just here for friends. I'm like, can you take me to LAX? You, we matched. And then you talk about going to clubs a lot. Yeah. And and what's your take on uh, clubs? Do you like going to clubs or you no, don't? No, no. And I no. love that I'm at an age now where no one is asking me to go to clubs. I think some people naturally. But, just, but also you dance a lot. So when you said that. I'm a conundrum, like, dude. I'm yeah. an enigma. It yeah. makes no sense. I'm a. I'm a good dancer. You love dance. I love dance. Yeah. But I love private dance <laughs> or I love performance dance. Yeah. I never want to go to a nightclub to dance. It's so fun though. <sighs> like who do, you, I, who do you go with? I mean, like I'm 50 years old. A lot of my friends are younger, obviously, but cause I do YouTube and it's so fun. Like I, I was Friday night. We went out, had a couple shots. We were dancing. I love it. Mm. It's, and, and then also it's a great exercise. Sure. Oh, so you, yeah. you burn like a ton of calories and you just have fun. You know, there's a, there's a, 
there's a razor's edge when it comes to dancing at a club. You, you don't want to dance so much that all your pores are open and now you're just sweaty guy. <laughs> right, right, right. That's you insane. have to rein it in. Yeah. yeah. You just have pit stains and shit. Because then yeah. your uh, returns kind of diminish when you're a sweaty guy. Because you can be the best dancer. You but mean if you're, like trying to take someone home? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's like the goal, trying to hit it off with someone right. younger at a club. Right. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Because you have these friends. You have a nice crew. You go out. It's about the dance. It's about the camaraderie. Yes. When you're younger, you're with your crew. But, you know, everyone's there to kind of meet someone as well. Right. It's not like I just danced with my boys and we had a great time and you high five back to the Nissan Sentra. Like every, that's why fights start because guys tried to fuck at the nightclub and it didn't happen. Yep. And they're just wearing button downs and they're just ready to fight some other guys who didn't fuck at the club either. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, I was there with my fiance, so it was fine. Yeah, it's all just positive. And yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, Ross is a weird store. What if we... What if we combine Macy's and the DMV? <laughs> yeah, the guy pitching it. Yeah. Like, yeah, because like, who came up with it? Like, what if we combine Ross Macy's and the DMV? It does have that vibe. And then you wrote, you said, Ross dress for less. I'm already here. You don't have to turn the knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that joke? Like, I go, <laughs> I go, that's the full name. Ross dress for less. Okay, they could have just called it Ross, yeah. but they were like, no, people need to know. <laughs> people need to know what type of people shop here. I'm like, I'm already here. You don't have to turn the knife. And then I'm like, there's a, there's a clothing store for bigger women called Lane Bryant. Yeah. It's just called Lane Bryant. It's not called Lane Bryant. Right. Dress for more. Right. Um, and then their best joke, which was... <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to hear which one this one is. Too much. Here's a joke. It's, you talk about you talk about somebody who's paralyzed and how their 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 sugars their sneakers I think, are. I think that's really, Bobby's favorite joke too. Who is Bobby? Oh, Bobby. I, Bobby loves that one. Where I'm like the silver lining of being paralyzed is that your Jordans always look fresh. <laughs> Like damn dog, every time I see you, you got the cleanest J. <laughs> How you keep them so fresh? And then I do the act that I was just like, my feet never touch the ground. <laughs> That's what's up. And then I keep going. I'm like, I know. There's also the added bonus. They're like, hey, do you have these in a size nine? And you go, no, we only have them in thirteen. You could be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm just slipping them on. It's kind of like a necktie. At this point, can I tell you something? I've noticed that before, and to, to hear you say it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's so good, so good!" Uh, you did Rogan twice, three, three times. Yeah, I've done them in all the different studios. Okay, walk me through it. I'm a huge Rogan fan. Yeah, who isn't? I mean, I think that I get mad when people don't like him because I think what he did was so good for like. The people you talk about at the club who fight and stuff, yeah, you know, knuckleheads, sure, right. A lot of guys are knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of testosterone. Right. I grew up in Boston. I all my friends were like this. I was the, I was sort of the, you know, I was the one Jewish kid, and you know, I didn't like to fight, but all my friends liked to fight. So then I'd be thrown into fights, oh. and I'd be like, oh, what, what are we doing, yeah. like, guys? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah. I was that guy, you know. And so I think that what I loved about him and what I love about him is he he really he puts himself out there as a guy who's tough, but 
is showing these f-ing knuckleheads to be like, you can be thoughtful and a muscle head too. Yeah. You know, just because you're, just because you like to lift weights doesn't mean you shouldn't be thoughtful. Doesn't, doesn't mean you shouldn't care about people. And that. So that's why I love him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, the content's great. Obviously all the people he has on is interesting, but what's it like to go and, and do Rogan? It's great. It's, uh, you know, media is changing so much. So, I mean, doing that moves the needle for me and did move the needle for me way more than doing a late night. You know, it and did. That, that used to be, yeah. I love to I've hear done, that. I've done three late nights already. Wait I've till done, this podcast comes out. No, I'm kidding. I'm doing Tonight Show as well, like next week. <laughs> You're doing the Tonight Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm- In New York? Yeah. Oh, great. So it's cool. It's neat, but I'm, I'm doing it just kind of because it's neat, you know? Uh. I'm not doing it. Also, I'm doing it to bring my parents out. <laughs> For real. I swear to God. Like, because <clears throat> I, I didn't even try to do this night show or anything because I had already done three late nights and- I know what it is. It's fun, but it doesn't move the needle a ton. But then I was doing Ryan Sickler's podcast, The Honeydew, yep. where we talk about more emotional stuff. Yeah. And then we talked about just how my parents didn't really, you know, they don't love me doing stand up early on and all, you know. Right. And then I think the only time they saw me do stand up was like when I got booed at the Apollo Theater <laughs> in front of like 4,000 people. What? I was like 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very early. And so. I was fine after that. You know, I'm almost glad that happened so early on in my career because it just showed me like, oh, this is kind of like what I'm meant to do because I just dusted it off. And I'm like, okay, when's the next show? Whereas that would have broken a lot of so many people. Yeah, yeah. That's like a nightmare thing just to get booed by 4,000 people Mm. in a giant theater. But I was like, okay, what can I learn from this? (laughs) You know, what made you go on the Apollo at 18? Uh, They were, I was in Seattle and they had this thing called Amateur Night on Tour. So the Apollo was going through the country and just putting on like a show in different cities. And so the, Seattle was one of the stops. And I'd been doing stand-up maybe a year, like a couple, but I was, pre- I was pretty, I was okay, you know? Yeah. Like I could still write a joke and stuff. And I got in, I actually got in under my own merit. Like they liked yeah. me, the producers liked me. But then I think I opened wrong. I was talking about like being Afghan and it was kind of closer to 9-11 and shit. (laughs) Maybe maybe throw that in at the end or maybe not not use it at all. That's a big thing in stand-up, right? What you open with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like there are things you just kind of know doing. So maybe going out and opening with being Afghani right after 9-11, that's going to set the audience (laughs) off. (laughs) Huh, you think... The day after 9-11, mentioning, no. It's the day after they're having a show. They go, the show must go on. People need this. If we don't have the Apollo one day after 9-11, yeah, terrorists have won. If we don't have the show between Tower 1 and Tower 2. The, I love Louis' joke where he talks about what is like how soon like you can tell what type of person you are like by how soon you started jerking off after 9-11. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, for me, it was between Tower 1 and Tower 2. Uh, so on the honeydew, I'm just sort of recounting how that was like a, not a great experience and all that, especially for my parents. And I never had them come out to a show. And even though I've done all these things and I go in my mind, I just, I always wanted to do like a really great show just as sort of a touchstone, just a nice moment that, Hey, all your fears, you don't have to worry. Things turned out. Okay. Yeah. And then I go, I, I was talking about this fantasy of doing the tonight show and he was like, yeah, you should do it. And I guess I, again, like me saying I'm 38, I just never heard it again. I go, I should pro be proactive. So after that podcast, uh, it's not like I couldn't do it. I just didn't do the actions to like do it. So I put together a six minute set, send it to the booker. And then he's like, this is great. 
normally there's this whole back and forth like okay i like this joke i don't like this joke uh-huh. but michael cox at tonight show was just like this is fantastic great and then we were just waiting on a date and then we got one so i'm gonna bring my parents out so i'm doing this for them right 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 I mean, that's, it's that's neat imp- for me, but I'm doing it for them. And doing it for you too. That's important. You know, I, I, I went and saw like a, a healer once and when I was doing stand up, and the, the healer said that to me, they're like, have your parents seen you do stand up?" And I said, no. And, and they go, oh, he goes, oh, that's really bad. He goes, there's no way that you're ever going to be, uh, feel good about it until they see it. And so I, I, I had my dad come out and see me. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's good. I think it's good for you. It's, it's, it, I can't put it into words, but there's something about like completing uh, I think if you'll feel completed like storyline or something in some ways. Yeah. It just felt unfinished to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just had it in my mind. I'm like, I want to wear a suit. I want to get Like I bought a nice suit. I want to bring my parents out. Uh, and like they, they know a lot of the shit I do in this industry is just so foreign. It's hard to get your parents to understand certain milestones. You know what I mean? Right. Like even doing Joe Rogan is like, it's, it's huge, but it's hard to wrap are they on the internet? Yeah, I mean, less so. But like the Tonight Show, for some, right. for immigrant parents who yeah. came from Afghanistan, like they know what the Tonight Show is even in Afghanistan. Yeah. So it's just such an institution yep. that I like that I have a hook they can put their brains on. Right, and they can tell their friends. And they can tell their friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's, that's really cool. Neat. Okay, so back to Rogan. Yeah. Okay, so go so, ahead. Yeah, it was great. It was great to do it. And like, he's so gracious. He, he's so giving as well with all the other... He's a very pay it forward type guy, especially yes. standups. And he's tapped. It's almost like a life hack. The, the fact that we get to do this podcast is kind of bonkers because uh-huh. of the scientists and intellectuals and stuff that he has on. Yeah. And then it's just, Hey, I tell jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I here? But it's because he's a standup. Right. And he's opening up his comedy club in Austin. Mm-hmm. And just when you do that podcast, uh, you almost kind of become a playable character in the stand-up universe because mm-hmm. Rogan, it's like the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You have Rogan, who's who's like the son, and then you have like everyone who's an offshoot of that. You have Bert, you have Tom, you have Ari, you have Theo, yeah. you have Santino. Yeah. And then once you, you know, like I'm, I'm in there now because like uh-huh. you see a face enough and kind of in that crew. It's like me, if I like a band or an actor and they're associated with other actors, you want to know, it's like Pokemon. You want to collect them all or right. I, I want to know the crew. I want to know the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing with YouTube. I, I was doing, uh, I was at the improv doing stand up like five years ago and this YouTuber came in and he was in the audience and I walked off stage and he was like, Oh, do you want to come do YouTube with me? And so I did it and uh, I took like a, you know, a, a total career turn and, um, and then I got into this group of YouTubers where it was like suddenly, I don't know, in like a month I had fans. Mm. And um, so it's a, I think it's a little similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. Is it David? Yeah. He hit me up during the pandemic. He was nice enough. He sent me a voice note. What did he say? Uh, just he liked my comedy or whatever. And he did? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. David's great. But then when I hit him back, he didn't respond. <laughs> He didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like out there. Yeah. I'm sure he's busy. <laughs> but what's interesting is I'm, he, so, he I'm yelled, so out of it. Yeah. That like I've heard the name, but uh, I'm just like, uh, like you have a direct experience with him. So that's how you know. Yeah. I'm aged out of it a little bit. Like I don't know as much. Mm-hmm. So I'm in San Diego and then my cousin is talking about David Dobrik or something. And I go, yeah. 
oh, I think he like sent me a voice note. And she, then she's like, <laughs> like she almost dropped everything. She's like, no, he didn't. I go, yeah. And I, I pull it up and then like, I play it. And then she's like, oh my God, it was crazy. That's really funny. Yeah. So it was neat to kind of like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah. love David. David's, yeah. David's, David's really yeah, funny. He's a really cool guy. He's he's actually really funny too. I mean, not like stand up funny, but he's funny. <laughs> um, okay, let me see what what else I want to talk to you about. God damn! So you did Rogan, yeah. Three so then times. Then you, you get, yeah. And, and then do you get like? Did you just get like a million? You must get a million DMs or a million texts the next day, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like the focal point. You know, it's crazy. I, I I think when I was promoting this special, I did Rogan. Yep. And so I was in Austin for a few days and then I had to fly to London to do some like TV taping thing. So from Austin, I go to London, this, you know, it was a nice hotel they put us up in. So this guy in like tails opens up the door and he's like, Oh, I heard you on Rogan. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was kind of a f-ing mind. Yeah. So funny how small the world is, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's insane. That like, it was a thing I did yesterday or the day before. And then this British guy, <laughs> it's a butler. Like, I, I heard you. <laughs> John Rogan. Uh, John Rogan, sir. Yes. <laughs> I'm learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu in case patrons get unruly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh. We were supposed to have Matt Reif here today. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he canceled. Yeah, he's killing it. Can I ask you some of the questions I was going to ask him? Please, just let me do, do a few sets. Do you fuck Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> when, when she was dating a bunch of comics, I was like, who books Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Because she was dating a few comics. She was. At a time. And I was like, who books Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> I want to get on that show. <laughs> I have a tight three. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah, it's insane. I saw her once. Just as pretty in person. Gorgeous and tall. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, she wearing yeah. leather? She might have been. <laughs> um, Hold on. Which one was it? Though? This one's so funny. Oh, was it the Ready For Me Boys? Or no? No, this is uh, 72 versions and they're all guys. Or it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> the, the thing is... Uh, yeah, the, like if you blow yourself up, you get like 72 versions. Like, which is like, great if you're straight. But like, what if you're not? Like, do they switch it up? Like, <laughs> like if they run out of terrace, they have to be a little more woke and they like let... Right. You know, so there's going to be like 72 hung guys out there. Yeah, yeah, they'll have six packs. <laughs> yeah. that's terror stuff is so funny i like it too it's well, so because funny it, um, it's such a serious thing but when you can <laughs> especially my background as well like right it's fun to just be well, you know it's what a it, comedy club it's such a good release too for people like for white people because for when you do it it's like Oh, okay. It it's is so it fucking is, silly. It is silly. It's yes. so funny. And, and it, I'm not pro Taliban or whatever. It's no, just like, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Is, wait, is Lance Kanstopoulos, is that, is he Afghani? No one knows what he is, honestly, <laughs> because he takes qu- questions from the audience. And sometimes someone will say, where are you from? And that's one he doesn't answer. Fahim did this thing like six years ago where it was called Lance. Yeah, yeah. Can't well, stop. I would go on stage at the con. I might bring him back. It's you might been, bring him back. Yeah, yeah. And you, you so have, I have a mullet and yep. like a wife beater. And then I dance to like <laughs> dance music for the first minute. Right. And then he just takes questions from the audience. He's like, anybody hey, have any questions for me? Just like, feel free to shut it out. And it's all Q&A for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. It's, it's all improvised. It's all, Yeah. And that's what's fun about it, though, is because they know it's not prepared. Do you remember 
Do you remember the riff you did about um, the Terminator? <laughs> oh, f- no, how does it work? <laughs> what was the Terminator riff? You did this riff about. You did this riff about. <laughs> it's like Lance Kenstopolis. First of all, first of all, <laughs> the fact that you call him Lance Kenstopolis <laughs> is the is like maybe my favorite thing out of any. If I had to think about all the things you've done in life, you tell this to your parents when after the Tonight Show, Lance Kenstopolis is so f-ing funny because it's like it's so so dumb. Yeah, like can't C A N T S T O one word S T O P Opolis. I like that you pick up on that. So some people good. just think it's like some Greek name, but it, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I didn't it, even think of that. It, it can't is, stop a list. Like you can't stop. There's a really funny. You just did this riff where you're like, this guy wants to step to me, and then you're like, but I'll turn into the Terminator. I'll turn into T T one thousand. Oh, chasing the guy. But right the now. way you dance, you, you not the way you run. You know, you're like. <laughs> He's like, and then I go into the truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I punch. And I punch, I punch down. Like, I'm saying all the things I'm going to do to this guy. Yeah, but you're just recounting the scene <laughs> from Terminator. <laughs> I go, and then I punch the hood of the car, and he's driving. Yeah. And he yes, sees yes. the hand. And then I'm, like, turning the wheel, and then he crashes the car. But then I land. I land. <laughs> yeah, and I land. And and when you get, a, when you get like, a riff like that on stage, that's got to be the best i live for that the best feeling because that's all improvised you're in it and they're like what uh that element of they're like that it's almost like you're just so in it and it's just it's like catching a wave yeah it's like catching a comedy and creative wave and you're just sort of surfing it to fruition yeah 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 it's almost like you're i don't know you're, you're you're in the passenger seat a little bit because the idea is so good or whatever Ah, yeah yes you're just along for the ride well, that's interesting. You said that because I heard Bob Dylan say that once about he was being interviewed on 60 Minutes and they were like, well, how did you write? And it blows in the wind. And he's just like, he's like, I didn't write it. He's like, it came, it, they, it came to me. He's like, and he's like, I can't do it anymore. You know? Yeah. The only thing better than I think catching a stand up wave like that is, uh, well, maybe it's not better or worse, but, um, listening to somebody work out a song like an artist have you ever heard michael jackson uh work out want to be starting something oh the like, demos of the, that oh like the click tracks and stuff the de- and him yeah. just, like doing the music yeah like him just going like like he's he's singing want to be starting something but he doesn't have the lyrics yet oh yeah yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the coolest form yeah 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 you ever see the kanye doc where he goes where kanye is nobody it's like a jay-z doc Wait, is, oh, it's a Jay-Z doc? It's a Jay-Z doc, but Kanye is just a producer at this point. And he, he's basically saying like, he's like, I'm going to get on this album. They're like, who are you? He's like, I'm Kanye West. I'm a producer. He's like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to get on Jay-Z's album. I'm going to have the best tracks on Jay-Z's album. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. And then um, Jay-Z walks in and he plays it and he plays, uh, I'm not sure what song it was, but it it's one of, one of Jay-Z's biggest songs. And you're like, is it Big Pimpin' or no? I, I, I'm not sure what it was, but it's 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 a song that you would know, everybody knows, and you're yeah. like, oh, f-. like this is the moment. And Jay Z hasn't he hasn't said a word. He hasn't rapped yet. He just has the track. Uh, so they capture that moment, and you're like, well, I loved that documentary that he put out. Is it Genius or whatever on Netflix? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that so was good. Really- cool to watch i i think it's very rare that someone i mean it'll happen more so with like the younger generation coming up 
but for someone Kanye's age to have that much of his life documented uh-huh. through his artistic journey as well, mm-hmm. from like when he was nobody mm-hmm. to where he is now, it was so fascinating because we've never had that much footage on someone on that journey like this. Yeah. And it was just really inspiring as another artist. I think it's inspiring to anybody, but for me, what was like the most inspiring was overall just seeing how many people thought like he was a nobody. Yeah. Like what you believe to be is the sure thing. Every artist you love, no one wanted that to happen. Yes. And this was just reinforcing that, that moment where he comes in, he has college dropout. That's his first one, right? Yep. He comes into the office and he's playing it for these ladies <laughs> and they just want him to leave. Yeah. And, and he's just, but they can't see it. It's almost like the violin player playing some beautiful track in the subway. Just yeah. people aren't ready. They can't see it. Yeah. Like no one's going to see it before you see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just very cool to see someone like Kanye just have to fight tooth and nail every step of the way. It's, Even him making the music video for Through the Wire. He had to pull in favors at MTV. He had to be creative with the way the video. Uh-huh. And then even he's he's giving them all these tracks to Def Jam, Rockefeller, whatever. And they, they won't sign him as an artist. Right. And he's just giving them gold and they still, and like, it almost had to be a foregone conclusion for them to be like, you're now looking at the latest member of the Rockefeller crew. Uh-huh. But how long did it take? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And to know that he went through that makes someone like you or yes, me exactly. go. So who are you? Say, and just right. know that that's for everybody. Yes, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. You're no so different. Well yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what do you think of Kanye going I, forward? You know, musically, I love. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter. It, there's two people that my daughter loves. She's 13. Tyler, the creator, mm. and Kanye. And if we're being honest, Kanye is probably more her favorite, but she likes to say Tyler because no one knows who Tyler less people know who Tyler is. So it's cooler to I say see. you love Tyler and not to take anything away from Tyler sure. creator. He's fucking That's unreal. Great. We yeah. went to his concert. It was, it was, it was the best show I ever saw. And I saw Kanye live. I saw Kanye. And then I saw Tyler, maybe like a month later, Tyler blew him out of the water. Oh, wow. You want to talk about an artistry. This guy is unbelievable. I didn't even know he could dance. I didn't even, I didn't was even. Was he wearing know. the wig or what's the new oh, No, he, he had on like a, I think he had on like a baseball hat. Oh, okay. It's very bare bones. Cause it's, I saw him during Igor. So. Oh, you did? Where he had the suit. Yeah. I was at the Bumbershoot Festival. Cause oh. they do stand up and they do Bumbershoot, music. Yeah, I remember. Bumbershoot. So I'm, I'm able to see all the shows cause I'm on the. So it was a very cool way to see all the music acts. That's great. So he was wearing the suit and had the blonde wig and was doing. Like, yes, Earthquake yes. is one of my favorites. Earthquake, great. Yeah. yeah. Wait, this was just him. It, doing a two hour concert by himself. No, no, no one, no one. In fact, the opener was this girl, Callie Uchis. Oh, she's great too. Yeah. And so she goes out and she, she performs, she does a song and then he does a song where she's on the track, but she doesn't come out. Huh. He just wanted it to be him. And which I thought was. She's in a broom closet singing. Just, <laughs> he's like, look, I, you can go before me, but I don't want to be on the stage with you because like people just want to see me. But there's a broom closet you can sing in. The acoustics are pretty good. Or there's a sound check for the broom closet. So like come to our yeah. early. It, 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 it seemed like a, 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 like a appointed choice. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Like she's there. Mm-hmm. She could easily come out and do the hit song, but he was, he it was just him. It was interesting. I would love, I mean, that's cool. Right. But I, what is that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I It's almost like, I mean, I did a little video on it because I thought, I mean, a little dumb sketch. Right. When Kanye Donda came out, right? Yep. 
he has all these features on there. Right. But on the track listing, it's not because he, oh, there's he no list people. Yeah. Cause normally in tracks, it'll say featuring blah, blah, blah. I think he just liked the aesthetic of the title, which is great if you're Kanye, but I'm just thinking like you're some R and B upstart and you're just one like, I was, just, I was just like, you know, like, you know, like a lot of tracks, they have the parentheses and it says like, it says feet. And then like, I don't know my, like my name could go like after, after that's so like, yeah. Because people know, people know who you are, Kanye. He's like, yeah, it's just like cleaner. If like that's not there, you know. Just that's what the they do in title. the. Um, that's what they do in the influencer world. Oh, really? Yeah, that's very big. Like uh, when you when you would like when you would make like Instagram videos, there was a lot of big creators that would just they wouldn't tag you because they don't want it to. They the draft want. Off they just of want it clean. They just want it to say, you know when your mom hits you with a flip-flop, <laughs> you know? That's almost the new version of, you are now looking at the newest member of the Instagram crew. You put an at, is this him with an at sign chain? I'm, I'm taggable now. Yeah. Um, so wait, what were we saying? Oh, so Tyler and, oh, yeah, so Kanye. yeah, so my daughter, my daughter just, she really loves Kanye and it's, uh, my ex-wife won't, won't let her, doesn't want him in the house anymore. Can't, uh, can't play Kanye at yeah. all. And, uh, and it's just tough. It's just, uh, it, 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 it just sucks that, um, I'm Jewish and, uh, it's just a bummer. Cause he's, he's probably my favorite artist. Yeah. Yeah. Musically, are people, you can't argue with it. Are people just kind of, what's, what's the temperature out there? Are people still playing Kanye? Do you know? I think so. Look, <laughs> if people are still playing R. Kelly, Music is this special place yeah. where it's harder for people to separate. Right. Like, can you unintegrate Michael Jackson from the world? <laughs> Good luck. Right. That's like musical cancer. <laughs> That's like aggressive musical cancer. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. Michael's a part of the world. You're not going to be able to like yeah. zap that. And I think Kanye as well. Uh, people still privately listen to R. Kelly. Right. But when it comes to like a TV show, it's. It's harder. You know what I mean? Like right. Cosby's unsyndicated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Someone was saying like, how pissed are you if you're f-ing like Felicia Rashad or, I mean, she's still going to bat, but like if you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting residuals, you're on, you're like one of Theo's friends or something oh, and right. fucking paying for your house. You think they're playing it in other countries? Like France doesn't care. They're like, yeah. we still, we love, <laughs> we love Cosby. Yeah, you know. Cover your drinks. <laughs> like that's they just so don't care in France. And where are you going to be? Oh, so you're going to, you're going to Bakersfield. <laughs> tell everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fahim, tell everybody sure. your big show coming up. So I got a big, I got a hot show in Bakersfield. <laughs> and this is kind of like why when I, is I, hit it? Up, I hit you up and I was like, can I plug this? <laughs> like, this is like, I'm doing a tour and everything, but like, this is where all the agents go to. Yeah. Cause we're in Hollywood. Yep. But they don't like seeing shows in Hollywood. Oh, they don't? No. Okay. They want to go to where the real people are. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people will get on their jets and so their the big time agents, the big like time, the big comedy agents, big comedy the ones agents. who rep Will Ferrell and the ones who rep Kevin Hart. They, they where where on, did they see them? I don't, where? What town did were they discovered? Bakersfield? Really? So this is kind of what this is. This is wild. Yeah, so they're all, all the hottest gonna, talent. So it's sort of like a Sundance. It's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny. The most uphill battle to try to turn Bakersfield into Sundance. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, I don't want to show Bakersfield. I'm sure it's a great city, but Sundance is snow. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy. Park City. Park City. Yeah. yeah. All of Brillstein Gray. They had out there. At the Motel 6. Bakersfield. Sure. It's uh, supposed to be a good show. I mean, that's yeah, just one. I'm doing one. I'm doing the DC improv at the end of the month too, but I'm just, you know, I'll pop out twice a month. 
So you, Bakersfield is January 12th at Tembler Brewing Company. What do you make a weekend? Whoa. <laughs> That's like asking a woman her weight, but, dude. You know. When I when I when I started doing YouTube, uh, whatever, and I stopped doing, you know, trying to be an actor or whatever, I was like, I was maybe it's just my friend group, but they we they all would say, well, How much are you making? And I'd be like, What? Like, I don't fucking say that. And then we just started telling everybody. And, yeah. and now I tell everybody what I make. Yeah. You, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, you know, that okay, no, I'll tell you. That yeah. does really well on TikTok. What do you make? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they just go, hey, it'll be some guy leaving, like taking a shit, just coming out of the bathroom. Hey, what do you make? And also number one or number two. Uh, I took a dump and I'm in finance. And that seems to be a big thing. What's yeah. the guy's name? Daniel. Who does what do you do for me? I met him. I met him at Tim yeah. Dillon's house. He was at that guy oh, was yeah. at Tim Dillon's oh, house. Did you meet I, him? Maybe I met him. I didn't know. You must have met him. Huh. He's super nice. Daniel. Okay. Daniel Mac. That's interesting though. Like who They're, owns the rights to can anybody just go, what do you do? Uh yeah. Yeah. Mm. But you can't make the videos like him. I see. I guess he he makes I've watched it's his very videos. Very good. It is interesting. Just like, oh, that's what you do. I mean it's 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 a great premise. Sure. You know, simple Lamborghini. Right. And, a, and an old guy. How the fuck? I mean, like, what do you do? He's like, well, I mean, you know, I do data entry, but I rented this for the weekend. <laughs> I'm trying to impress a girl. Here she is. <laughs> the best one I saw was my friend uh, had this really pretty girl come up, our friend Corinna, and she's really big on OnlyFans. And so what do you do for a living? She says, I show my soul. <laughs> that's just like the, that's the elevator pitch of what you do. Yeah. Just, um, no, I think like early on, it was a lot of 2000, 2500 for the weekend, you know, okay. which like is not that appealing now, which is, I'm, fr it sounds like a lot of money, but look, you got, I'm trying to think, uh, airfare sometimes inflates and stuff. Yeah. You got to get meals and $2,500 yeah. for the weekend, for the weekend. What? That's back in the day. Not now though. Oh yeah. Now there'll be a guarantee and then it'll be like a versus the door. So if it hits a certain amount, then it reverts to like 70% of the door ticket sales. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you get 70% of the yeah. ticket sales. And that, that turns out to be higher. Mm -hmm. I think I know what it is. <laughs> 300 seats. Yeah. Two shows. No, one. I think one. One show. Yeah. 35 a ticket. Something like that. Meet and greet. Uh, you know, I'm not bougie like that. I will, there's no special, I'll say what's up. Do stand-ups not, do stand-ups look down on meet and greets? No, but some get so big that they include it as like an elevated package. Like, right. If you want to say hello, it'll cost you. <laughs> if you if you want to reinforce how great I already think I am, that'll cost you two hundred dollars. <laughs> I just come out of it. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for coming. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I've done meet and greets. Yeah, <laughs> you price it. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, well, the thing is you're there. I'm not there yet. Do you, do you know what's funny about it? Hmm. <laughs> That'd be great if you come out with like oven mitts <laughs> and you have a face shield. <laughs> you're like, I'm here to greet my public. <laughs> you have like a halo of six feet. You go, ah, 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 ah. You can tell me how great I am from six feet. You go, you go, when I spray, tell me how good I am. Well, maybe this is the problem. Maybe we have to start thinking of you as 
more important than you think of yourself. Whoa. I mean, there's a kernel of truth to this. I because think we had a real breakthrough. I, because I'll tell you, yeah, people obviously aren't, aren't paying to see my standup. But when I would sell the, the tickets, I would play a, you know, a 300 seat room. And, uh, and I was trying to buy a house. So I was like, they're like, will you do 200 meet and greets? And I was like, sure. I was like, I, I, for sure. I, I don't care. I'll do 600. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like trying to put my kid in private school yeah. and all that. Shit. And, uh, I just picture your hand just being bloody by the end. You're like, oh, how are you? I've met so many people. Oh, the, 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 like the, the doctor's looking at your x-rays and go, if you meet one more person, <laughs> You may never be able to shake hands again. I felt like that. I did. I felt like that at the end of it. It was brutal. And I love meeting people. I actually love meeting people. Like yeah, even like yeah. if I, I see people at the Grove or someone will say, oh, like, uh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I go, no, no, I love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I go, I love me it. Too. I go, please, yeah. please always say hi. But yeah, 200 people is a lot of people to me. And, but then when I would sell the tickets, um, the meet and greets sold before the regular seats. Oh, okay. So I'd have seats left. Interesting. But no meet and greets. So I think that's what you're doing wrong. Oh. But I could be. I, you, you do you. Whatever. Just do all meet and greets. No stand up. <laughs> <laughs> just, three, just three hours. Of just like touching hands and shit. They go, do you need a, do you need a microphone? I'm like, no, nah, not really. I'm just, I'm just good. It goes to the crowd. It's just all, it's just all the best parts of being Tony Robbins. <laughs> People are just touching me. Dude, you're body surfing like, across the ground. <laughs> it's a two hour Everyone's body like, surf. Who is this guy? Like, that's just what he does. People just like touching him and saying hello. And I just, I just skipped everything. We're wasting time on the art part of it. I'm going straight to meet and greet. Yeah. This guy's the best meet and greeter. <laughs> He's so good. No one meets and greets like him. He makes you feel like you're the only person in the world. Yeah. And I would try to do that too. I would be like, okay, they have a minute. Kind of, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I would, I would, it. not that they have a minute. Some people stay longer. I don't time it, but that sounds terrible. Okay. Yeah. One minute go. <laughs> they have a guy over there with a yeah, clicker. Keep moving. Yeah. No, no, no. But I would see about a minute, you know, and you feel bad. You're like, okay, you paid a hundred dollars. Yes. You're like, I got to make this really good. So I'm like, what's your name? Who are you? Blah, 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 blah. And then like nail the picture. What? Do you do picture too or just straight? Yeah, yeah, okay, picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Jess, you got any questions for Fahim? Yeah, it's going to it's going to crush me if you have no questions. You need at least one. No, just just like a pretty girl on an ottoman and then oh, and, and and then just and then having uh, okay, no question. questions. How how pretty do you think I am? I'm oh, I like this. She's ready um, for meet and greets. Yeah, um, what was your worst show you've ever done the apollo theater <laughs> four thousand people yeah, what was your most one. embarrassing moment on stage uh maybe that just all of them are that show pretty much okay. i mean i had my fly down one time i was in the <laughs> or it's actually happened twice but one of them <clears throat> one of them wasn't visible but uh one of them I'm in the or and i'm i'm actually doing really well i'm crushing uh, it's a great set and then one of the comics is like Oh, hey, you're like, your fly was down the whole time. Like, that's not why they were laughing. I like that they were laughing despite the whole room knowing yeah. my fly's down. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I was still able to, like, the jokes were still enough. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. I just had my fly out down the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, what are you going to do about it? Do you want to play games or no? Sure. Okay. Okay, here we go. Favorite actor. This is, this is rapid fire questions. Oh, fuck. 
Favorite actor, go. <sighs> Got to answer quick, man. God damn it. Uh, Tom Cruise? <laughs> really? I don't know. You said quick. <laughs> you said quick. Yeah, I, like, I like Tom Cruise. I met uh, Tom Cruise once. Really? Yeah. I was, was I went to the Top Gun premiere and he was coming down and they were like, Jason, say something. And I was like, what do I say? He, he's, he's, he's actually, this is what I've noticed now that these actors do. They, they pay attention to social media. Dude. It's crazy. They go, they go, Tom's going to come down. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pin of YouTubers. Yeah. And we're, we're all friends. We're having the best time. We're going to Top Gun premiere. Obviously it's fun. And so they go, they go, Tom's going to come down and talk to you guys. We go, what? We're the, we're the f scumbag YouTubers. Like why, why would he, the Instagrammers, like literally there's a girl like doing a TikTok, like, and he comes down and they go, well, think of something to say. And I couldn't think of anything to say. So I just go, I go, Tom, I go, I, uh, I do my own stunts on YouTube sometime. <laughs> you do your own stunts. What's it like? Like that. That's not and, bad. And he went, uh, he went, he went, oh, you know, I, uh, I, uh, he goes, I, I gotta tell you, I don't know what he said. I can't remember. I think he said something like I enjoy it very much, but it was, it, it was an opening. Yeah. And then that was it. That hey, was there's it. worse. That's not a bad opening. It wasn't bad. I do like how every couple months there's a video of him doing some insane thing with some microphone that has to be implanted into his esophagus because there's too much wind. He's like, well, but, you know, it's, it's crazy <laughs> what they've got him doing. They've got, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I, I want to do a sketch where it's like Tom Cruise promoting his next movie and it's in the mouth of a volcano. <laughs> He's like, come check out Mission Impossible. And there's like magma. Just... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're well, going to kill the poor guy. I know, I know. If we keep buying tickets to these movies, yeah. blood is on our hands. <laughs> We're like sending our grandpa out to like... To stand on a plane. Yeah. And his hair looks great. He's in his, yeah. he's got to be in his sixties, maybe 60. And he's just, he's, yeah, he's, he's great. He's the man. And you, you, when you talk to him, you're like, well, I know why, why you're like who you are. Yes. He, I've heard he makes you feel like the most per important person in the room. Yes. Connects. Yeah. He's yeah. not, he's not dating anyone else. <laughs> it's but, all but, just me and him. But, th <laughs> <laughs> but that might be because he's such a big star too. Like, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was something else. Uh, but yeah, we, we went to this, we went to this Babylon premiere and I was sitting there and, um, and Brad Pitt just walks over to us. It's like really weird. Like, I think they, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's super cool. But it, I think maybe they're like, oh, I, I this is part of it now. Like I got to talk to ET. Yeah. I got to talk to extra. This, and then I, you are more important than E.T. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Oh, that's nice. Maybe. Well, I think you should know that. Just the fact that it'd be like, look, you're bigger than entertainment tonight. I don't think you'd realize like how big you are at this point. But I saw the power dynamic shift in this town when I think I was, it was, it was like, uh, like Dane was doing a vine with like a big viner yeah i think it was promoting a movie it was yeah, like yeah. someone promoting their movie yeah but doing like an instagram or vine yeah and yeah, i go yeah. oh f the fact that this big movie star yeah sees the val is doing yeah. like seven second videos or whatever they realized that the power dynamic has shifted yeah, yeah. i loved I, lo I had him on the podcast i loved talking to him oh my god i yeah. had never met him before and you want to talk about like inspiring like like he's been there. He's been to the top. I think I listened to some of that. I was just oh, fascinated. Yeah. And I do like hearing. He was good. Uh, Cause like who has been through that journey? You know what I mean? Right. So that's why, that's Ooh. why I like fly on the wall with Spade. And yeah. cause it was, um, everything's recorded now, you know, uh -huh. there's documentation of everything. Yeah. Whereas 
in that era, it's all um, like, oh, what is it? Spoken history, you know? Uh-huh. Like an oral history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll yeah. tune in because what was that like going through that? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember it, but I didn't really know what really happened. And then all the hate he got. Mm-hmm. And then the story about his- um, Stealing the money and shit. The money. And his parents passing. Just and like how, yeah. yeah, his mom dying. Just, just that was not a good moment for Jess. Oh, really? He was telling the story about his mom dying. Oh, hold on. Was it the typing? <laughs> I love that moment. So, that was, that was, so that, was a, that was Jess's not, that was a, one bad moment for Jess. Yeah. Well, but, it but made he, for podcast magic. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. he made it really funny. I mean, of course he overreacted too, to make it funnier than it actually was. Okay. Here we go. Worst part of nightclubs. Uh, okay. If you want to sit, it's going to cost you $50,000. Right. That is just, you. okay, it's so hard to get in there. You're in line forever. Yeah. Um, you pay a cover. You, you buy these drinks that are overpriced. And the whole time they're like, keep it moving, keep it moving. <laughs> like I'm, I'm hemorrhaging money. So I'm just like a salmon just swimming around the, the worst. nightclub. And then there could be an open couch. <clears throat> They're like, no, nah, you can't. <laughs> well, can I sit here until people go, no, nah, because then everybody else will want to sit. Right. There's just all this pristine furniture, but like you have to be a Saudi prince to sit at a club. Funniest part of the Taliban. Uh, oh, yeah. Just that, that they're loyal to Toyota, you know? Like it's like a red Toyota pickup truck. I was always thinking they should do a commercial. Like we're voted number one amongst the Taliban. <laughs> It's for really the, for the 18th him. year in a row, <laughs> Toyota, if it's good enough for the Taliban, <laughs> like you're just dropping your kids off at school. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, who's the best looking person you know? <sighs> oh, who's the best? Besides you? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta, I gotta be quick or? No. Okay. Okay. You take your time okay, on this the one. Best this one I want you to get right. I know. <laughs> you got to know them. Not somebody from the TV. Uh, Matt Reif, maybe? Matt Reif's a good looking kid, yeah. I'm trying. What inspired you to become a comedian? <laughs> SNL. Really? Yeah. I uh, researched how people got on the show, and it was through improv or stand-up. Uh, who do you look up to career-wise? Uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, Zach Galifianakis, Zach, and uh, maybe like Larry David, Zach or Gal- Ricky Gervais, Larry David. So I'll tell you why. Um, Bill Burr, I just love that stand up gave him everything. Yeah, and everything is an offshoot of that. So he gets to do Mandalorian. Yeah, he just sort of parachutes into dope, shit, but he's not tied to stuff for a super long time. Uh huh. He does his thing, and he just branches off and does what he wants. Yeah. And then Galifianakis, because he used Hollywood, he didn't get used by Hollywood. Uh huh. Some like there's this danger of you're kind of playing with fire in this industry where if you're not careful, they like you will give your everything to this town, and what will you have in return? I think he was very um, thoughtful to use the business, but then also retreat a bit uh-huh. and to not just do everything and, he, he, and be like petroleum. He got, he got really lucky with hangover mm-hmm. where it, remember what a big hit it was. Yes, huge. It was huge, huge, huge. The biggest comedy of all time. And then I think that afforded him, but you know what? He was, he was always a really thoughtful, mm-hmm. he's a thoughtful guy. 
Yeah. He really is. And he's a, he's a lot smarter than most people and yeah. super funny. Yes. I'm a big fan. I, I love, I love his humor and he, he could be doing a ton of stuff, but he chooses not to. And I, I like picking your battles and stuff and you don't have to do everything. Yeah. He did one of the funniest jokes once. This is, uh, this is kind of convoluted, but there was a guy that we knew that we did open mic with and he weighed like 500 pounds and he also fixed computers. So he was driving along one day and um, it was, this actually happened on my street. He was fixing my neighbor's computer and he turned around in the driveway of a guy who was on meth. One of one of my neighbors was on meth mm-hmm. and the guy got really mad, sprayed him with a hose, whatever. And the guy who was on meth bit his face, bit the 500, 500 pound guy's face. So anyways, Monday we go back to M bar. We do a show Monday night at M bar or whatever. And you know, Andrew, the guy, the 500 pound guy gets up and does a set and he talks about how he got face bit, whatever, and blah, 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 blah. blah. And so then Zach goes up and, and Zach's opening line is, well, Andrew, now you know how those cheeseburgers feel. <laughs> it was the most it was the most like out of the box thing I was just like it was fucking destroyed I still think about it <laughs> just like so deadpan so deadpan well. and Zach was the and, funniest and it's it's like so off color and off putting, but it's so funny. So funny. You have to give it up. Yeah. Like cheese. No one was talking. No one was talking about cheeseburgers. Andrew wasn't talking about cheeseburgers. No one was, no one. Zach was the first person to say the word cheeseburgers. It's just like, now you know how those cheeseburgers feel. What I love about it too. It's like, it's so nuanced and layered yeah. is because like so much of comedy is information, right? Is packing as much information in as few words as possible. Uh-huh. And just the fact that he says cheeseburgers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is the perfect fat person food. It conveys so much, like you know what I mean. If he said steak, or it'd be kind, it wouldn't be as funny as cheeseburger. No. There's something guilty, yes. guilty pleasure about yes. cheeseburgers. Yeah, something. Cheeseburgers, plural. <laughs> yeah, like he has a bag of yeah. them. And then you actually think about the being the cheeseburger, and you're like, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> cheeseburgers have feelings yeah okay 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 most money been paid for a stand-up gig a lot okay i don't you know i'm you know i'm particular about giving hard numbers but one time i did this show in in uh, Jeddah in saudi arabia what yeah 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 yeah. you went to saudi arabia for a show yeah no fucking it was like the fire fest for stand-up comedy it was okay so it's through the laugh factory they were gonna send some comedians over and then, so it was going to be like half when, half before you get on the plane and then half when you land. Okay. That's what it was supposed to be. Paid? Yeah. So a half was supposed to be my bank account uh, uh. before I like get on the plane. But like business in the Middle East and stuff, like it's not like here where you dot your eyes and everything is pretty squared away here. Yeah. There's just kind of, <laughs> right. they make so much money that like, yeah, they don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Half wasn't in the bank account, but the business class flight to there was, I the ticket was there. And I didn't have a lot going on. And part of me was thinking, okay, the money's not there. If I don't get on the plane, I'm for 100% not getting the money. If I do get on the plane, there's a chance. It was just such a large 
some that yeah. I, that I'm like, I have to try at least. Yeah. So I get on the plane, business Turkish Airlines, I think, all the way. So stop in Turkey, then get there, do the show. And it was so weird. Like it was a nice tent and everything, but they didn't promote it really well. So hardly anybody showed up. Uh, it was like 10 people. Finesse Mitchell did it. Uh, Maz did it. I'm trying Maz to so they, Yeah, they got real comics, you know. They, yeah. Every weekend it was kind of a different crew of comics going out there. Yeah. And then some people got their money, some didn't. Oh. And we didn't get our money for months. Just almost like a year. It was crazy. And we oh. kept on getting some excuse. And we don't know if we were trying to get their like stiffen us or they just make so much money. It's like telling <laughs> Jeff Bezos to get stamps. Right, 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 right. It's like right. I don't Yeah. Yeah. So finally we did get our money, but it was I didn't think we were gonna get did it. Did you get it? Yeah. All right. Listen, this is a this was really good. Thank you so much Thanks for, for coming, me, dude. Go check out Fahim Anwar. Go check out his special hat trick. It's on his page on YouTube. Yeah. I'm gonna link it right below. Go watch it. It's hilarious. It's f- full of he's such a great writer, so many great jokes, great performer too. And go see him at the comedy store if you're in LA. Go see Please, him in Bakersfield, yeah, go yeah. see him in Irvine, go see him in Phoenix. Um yeah, anything Thanks else? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Dude, you're the best. All right, I'll see you next time. Yeah, man. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.